This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I'm a Brandon Miller fan. I'm, I'm, in, his, I'm in his house, per se. Uh, look, Brandon Miller is a little Paul George, a little Kevin Durant. Brandon Miller is a 6'9", 7'1", wingspan, rebounds his position, 40% from three-point line, can play in a ball screen, committed defender, uh, instinctive rebounder. Uh, and, you know, if, if Brandon Miller wasn't in some way connected to that tragic situation in Tuscaloosa, I don't think we would have had all this drama. Uh, I did his game the day that came out at mm-hmm. South Carolina. Yeah, I watched I that. I called the game. Yeah. And it was, as you know, it was a pretty hostile environment. Yes. And all he did was ball. You know, I mean, he, you know, which showed, you know, to me, I don't know how he was able to focus because, I mean, I was sick to my stomach hearing about the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so – like to me, he's a guy that you can plug in. He's going to make shots. Got to get a little tougher, more competitive, getting open against physicality. Uh, but a guy that can snatch a rebound and push it in transition. A guy that can come off the ball screen. Very good passer with either hand, and can make shots. And going to get better and stronger. Scoot is physically a specimen. He's physically dominant athletically. Is he is is he Russell Westbrookish? Yeah, he is. The question is, and I'm, I'm talking now. I've talked to the guys that coached him. You know, is very simple. You know, he's an inconsistent shot maker. Right. Uh, and that's just the way. So, like to me, six three guards or whatever exactly he is, going to be a good defender. Going to be a guy that can that can you know, bust through screens, maybe guard the ball, get in the lane, has a middle game. You still got to make shots. Mm-hmm. You got to make shots in that league. Like if, I, if, I'm, if I'm in a dilemma, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking a shot maker. I just am. But, I mean, he's going to be a good player. He's a, I call a ball guard, which is a hybrid guard, can play point or wing. He'll be able to score it in space. He'll be able to make plays. All those things are great. You know, but I think that Brandon Miller would have been my selection. Seth Greenberg. With the the fit. Seth Greenberg is joining us here, part of ESPN's NBA draft coverage. And that draft, of course, is tomorrow night with the Charlotte Hornets having the number two pick. Uh, Can Miller be a two guard in the NBA or does he uh, are his ball skills good enough to play that position? They are, but I think he's an ideal three. I, here's my thing: if you're going to play with a point guard, which Lamelo Ball is, he's you know pure. The ball's got to be in his hands. I think two, three, and four have got to be interchangeable. Okay. I think like in today's NBA, two, three, and four got to be able to make plays, make shots, uh, switchable, uh, play off the bounce, have versatility. Uh, so yeah, could he? Yeah, I think he can guard it too. He'll be able to guard it too. And that's the thing. You are who you can guard. Is it is a good is a good comp for him, Paul George? Uh Paul George and, and Kevin Durant are my two. Whoa, those <laughs> that that second one takes it to a new level. Seth Greenberg joining well, us. He, he, look, he's not Kevin Durant, but right. if you look at Kevin Durant as a freshman at Texas, 
Yeah. And when you look at Brandon Miller as a freshman at Alabama, it's not too far-fetched. Okay. Now, some people will say that, you know, you got to remember, now, Brandon Miller played through high school point when he was young. But, like, I did a tape side-by-side with these two guys. And shooting it, mid-post, driving it, rangy. Uh, they have similarities. They have, I'm not like, here's the thing, people, please don't at me. I didn't say Kevin Durant is one of the best players right now in the history of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but he has traits and skill sets similar, and he could become, you know, look, if, you, if you're going to get picked second in the, in the NBA draft, you should become an all-star. Right. If you're the second pick in the NBA draft, you should become an all-star. I think Brandon Miller will be an all-star. You get to the all-star game, that means you're one of the what? One of the top 30 players in the league. So, like, like when people give me, well, you know, why do you compare him to him? Well, I, that's who I think he can be. You know, if you look at where he was in, in college his freshman year, to me, again, I'm not looking at Kevin Durant today. To me, there are similarities. Right, let me ask you about Victor Wembanyama, but first I want to start with how would you rate his pitching skills? He threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium yesterday. Let's put it this way. I mean, our, you know, you know, we have not been great, but uh, Victor will not be coming out of the pen. <laughs> he is not a candidate to take the ball against the Red Sox. Um, no. There's uh, maybe softball. <laughs> there is so much hype surrounding this kid because of his obvious skill set and his size. Uh, tell me why you think he could be a transcendent player. Well, defensively is where he's going to make impact right away because he blocks shots that no one else can block. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, he blocks shots that no one else can block. His, you know, his ability to affect shots, especially, you know, as a help defender, is ridiculous. Uh, he shoots the ball like a guard. And having said that, everyone needs to pump the brakes. <laughs> and here's why. Not that he's not going to be a perfect player, not going to be like. 35, he's going to play 82 against a grown man. Yep. All right. Oh, he played great against G League Ignite. Or he played great in the G League. Those are just guys that they're not in the, if they were in the NBA. So, like, I think he's going to be terrific. But are they a playoff team next year? No. He doesn't have David Robinson sitting next to him. <laughs> you know, everyone says, oh, it's going to be just like Tim Duncan. Yeah, when uh... – when the Spurs drafted Duncan, they had David Robinson, uh, who had, I guess spent the last year injured uh, with a with a torn ACL. Are you worried at all that Wembenyama, because he's seven five, is going to be prone to other injuries that we have seen from uh, unusually tall people like Ralph Sampson? Just never was able to stay healthy as a player for the Rockets, and there is a similar skill set there. What you now? You make me Marcus Welby. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. I, this I, is I the respect I had for you. Hey, hey, I tell you one thing. I did tell you what was going to happen with Zion. You if did. You, if you want to go back to the archives, you did. I did tell you, and I told Get Up, and I told everyone else. Here's what's going to happen with Zion. Huh? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect this other stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, is there a chance here? Is there a chance because he can get broken in two? 
Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. You know, but, right. but, but, and here's my but is, I mean, look, he's so impressive as a young person. That, like, to me, his skill set, his shop making, his ability to automatically to protect the rim, uh, you know, if, if it was a, if it was an era of low post play through the post, beat the crap out of them, be physical. Uh, they're not going to play them that way offensively, and no one's really plays that way defensively except the Joker. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he... Like in the old NBA, it might not be any, that easy. Right. And in, in the new NBA, it, uh, he, has, he has a very good chance to succeed. All right, a cu- couple of very quick things. Um, how do you evaluate players? Seth Greenberg is joining us here. How do you evaluate players who dominate in overtime elite, like the Thompson twins, who look like dynamite players, but what was their level of competition? How do you over? How do you evaluate those types of players? Overtime elite is ex- an exhibition game. That's what they are. They're an exhibition game. Right. And those kids didn't work out. Great kids. I got a chance to do their TBT game last year. Great guys. Uh, long, athletic, fast twitch. I always miss it. One of them can really pass it. One of them shoots a little better. Both of their jump shots are basically broken. That's my concern. They got mm-hmm. every trait humanly possible. All right? But uh, they need to shoot it better. Uh, I think Amen is uh, is the better uh, passer. Yeah. Asur is the better, is the better shooter. Uh, but it's a hard evaluation. Here's the problem. And this is where the league, I, don't, I guess you can't control it. When you get guys that are going to be in the lottery, they practice against no one in their workouts. Right. All right. So, like, they come in and work out for you, and it's one on oh. I could look good in one on oh. <laughs> I mean, like, it's one on oh. It's like, it's like the agent workouts. Right. I mean, they, they cracked me up. They got a bunch of little dudes hitting them with pads. Uh, they've got, you know, all preset except for making or missing shots. It, it, you know, guys are dunking, they're hanging on the rim, they're reverse pivoting. Yeah, if you're six, seven, and athletic, you're doing all those things. That does not impress me. I want to see two-on-two and three-on-three. I want to see you play against the guy and make a read and see if if the roller's tagged or or they're shrieking off the backside and you can scoop it with one hand and make that right pass. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see one-on-oh. So, yeah, I had the great, great young people, great, freaky athletic, long, could be impactful defensively. Uh, I'm not an overtime elite fan. I mean, that's just me. I mean, it, you know, to me, here's my thing. Those two guys are going to be pros. Mm-hmm. They're going to make a lot of money. What about the 15 other dudes that aren't pros, and now when they're done, all right, they have nowhere to go back to? How are those guys doing? There's no path to college for the – there's, there's no path to college for overtime elite players? Uh, if you turn down the money, there is. 
Yeah, but we're 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 entering start- we're entering an age where that shouldn't be a problem in college anymore. It, it shouldn't be a problem uh, in college for NIL, but if they get paid by overtime elite, then there's a difference between NIL and being and, being paid. Being paid by, exactly. All right, maybe we can get rid of that rule so that so uh, we can have more of those kids in college. But here's the thing: they they take the money from NIL from overtime league, they can't go back. And that's the thing. You need to find a way where these kids that are not pros, because everyone thinks you think you're a pro. I think I'm a pro. Guys that don't make it need to have a vehicle, a bridge built to cross to have a life. Seth Greenberg, my friend, I appreciate your time. Have fun tomorrow night on set for ESPN during the draft. I will talk to you soon. Congratulations on the upcoming uh, nuptials of one of your daughters. You have so many daughters. Uh, Jackie, Jackie G. Jackie G. <laughs> the youngest one. The youngest she one. In, she's uh, over, she's over, she lives in Raleigh. Well, how come we're not seeing you in our studio? Yeah, you know, I mean, like, you know, I, I have an appearance fee. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay it. I'll pay the appearance fee for you. Oh, you're unbelievable. I'd always come in. If, if I come down there during the season next year, you got me. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Coach. All right, brother. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.